0: We've got two children. We didn't bring them, so we've had a really peaceful last day or so. And um, my son Jackson's 13 uh, years old, and my daughter Ruby is 10 years old. Um, so when we had our kids, our our son was—if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. When when we had our son, he was like the easiest kid. Um, we thought, we don't. What is everyone talking about? That parenting's difficult. Um, and we just thought, man, people just don't know what they're doing. You know, what are they? Where, we must be just amazing, grace by God. And uh, we thought, you know what? We should really write a book just to help other parents because we're such amazing parents. And um, then we had Ruby. Any, any parents know what I'm talking about? We had our second, yes, and she came out screaming and she hasn't stopped and she's 10 years old. So we decided the book idea is going on the shelf. We're not writing a book on parenting. That's very difficult and uh, so yeah, our kids are an amazing kids and um, just to give you a glimpse into the Winchester household because we haven't met before, um, when our daughter was about four or five um, at dinner one night, Um, she just started school, comes home from school, we're having dinner together, asking about the day. And she says, um, at the dinner table, she says, Dad, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) See, before you're a parent, you, you think this is gonna be like way down the track. She's like, I'm thinking, she's five years old, what? You can't, so she said, Dad, I have a boyfriend. Dead straight face. I said, you can have a boyfriend when you're 35. Dead straight face as well. And Ruby, like Ruby does, looked at me in the eyes, slams her fist on the table, this is at dinner, and says, but I love him. <laughs> so just today, like this week, anytime you get a moment to pray, could you just pray for our parenting and just pray for my wife and I, God's grace upon us. Um, if you're a parent, give me a wave. Anyone can relate to some of these stories, yes. Hey, uh, who's ready for the Word of God today? That's what I'm meant to do, not just tell stories about my kids. Um, And the Word of God is powerful. So I want to preach a message to you titled, Choose 12 Stones. Choose 12 Stones. So if you have a Bible, open with me to Joshua chapter 4. It'll be on the screen as well. I'm going to read a section of... Uh, Scripture here, it says when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. I enjoy the game of golf. I don't get to play golf very often, but it's a game almost anyone can play. But if your abilities Aren't great? it's gonna affect how much you enjoy yourself on the golf course. If you've ever played golf, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's one thing I've learned about golf and it can be the making or the breaking of a good player. If your stroke isn't right, you shouldn't play. If your stroke's out, you need to get your technique right and go back and start practicing so that you can get your technique and your form right before you go out on the course. You see when your stroke is off and you continue to play, it tends to hinder your development and you start to form an incorrect technique. You thought you're in church today but you're hearing about golf. See? <laughs> I hear that amen. However, when your stroke is right and you hit the ball correctly, everyone that's played golf knows this, you begin to develop something called muscle memory meaning that you become more consistent. See, the real difference in your game is made by the memories you carry from a previous game into a current game. That's pretty similar to life. Whatever we choose to take with us into our future will determine the effect it has on us later. See, Joshua and the nation of Israel in this passage are in the middle of a miracle this is a moment that the Israelites had been waiting for for literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You think waiting at a Mac's drive through for more than a minute is frustrating. These people were there hundreds and hundreds of years waiting for this particular moment where they're gonna cross the Jordan River. They'd been preparing, they'd been praying, they have been dreaming, and they have been thinking about this moment. As they're crossing the Jordan River on the dry ground, God stops the flow of the water. They cross from the wilderness into the land they dreamed about for generations, for so much time. And in the middle of that, just as they're about to cross over, what God does is as they're going, He hits a pause button on them. Don't you hate when God does that? It's like, God, we've been waiting for this moment. What are you making us stop for? And in that second, God pauses them and says, stop. Just hold on for one second. Who thinks in your life and my life every now and then we need to just stop? Otherwise we move from task to appointment to responding to that, to the family. to And sometimes God just says, okay, I get you doing all that stuff, but you just need to stop for a second. Just remember what I've done. Remember what I'm asking you to do in this moment. And as they're crossing over the other side, God speaks to Joshua. He says, choose 12 men one from each tribe and get them to bring a stone from the middle of the Jordan River. See, these 12 men, the moment Joshua said that could have been thinking some pretty negative things because the last time in the Bible when 12 men were chosen, it represented a negative memory because for 40 years, it meant they were wandering and wandering and wandering. The last time 12 people picked out, I wonder if those people that were picked out and the whole nation were thinking, hold on a second, Last time, last time something like this happened, it, it meant defeat, it meant failure, it meant a lot of wasted time. It seemed like just wandering and wandering around. So they could have carried a memory into their future because of their past, because of something that took place in their past. And, and God says to Joshua, take a stone from the middle of the Jordan, carry it into your future carried into your promised land. This is significant because God asks them to take something in the moment of a miracle. In a, in a moment where they're probably racing to get across into their future. They're racing to get to the next thing. They're racing to get to what's next in God. And God says, hold on a second. I want you to take something from the middle of this moment. And God often does that in your life and my life. We're running to the next thing and God says, just take a moment to remember what I have done. See, this is significant because rocks and stones in Scripture represent memories. They speak to us of memories. Whenever God moved in the Old Testament, many of you would know this, whether you're online or in the room today, many times when God spoke and moved in people's lives, in the Old Testament, they would get stones they would get rocks and they would build a monument. They would construct a monument, intentionally gather those stones so it would be a place of worship. Next week, don't tell Pastor Sean and Pastor Linda and bring a huge boulder into church. Just, I'm not condoning that at all. Don't put it in the boot and, and go, you know, Pastor Jesse last week said to bring these. Now that's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, what What rocks and stones, what that represents for you and me, it's our testimony. It's our memories. It's our stories. It's what God has done in your family, in your church and in your life. We would set those up as worship to God. See, when Noah left the ark, the first thing he did was he built an altar. You go back and read it if you don't believe me. The second he put his foot on dry ground, it says in Scripture, he built an altar. If it was me, this is what I would have done. I'm less spiritual than Noah. I would have looked around and looked for the first coffee that I could find. Where is the best cafe around here? This is why five months he spent on a boat with smelly animals. See, I don't know about you, but that's, not a, that's a tough gig. If I was him, I would be far less spiritual. I would have wanted a coffee, but not Noah. Noah, the second he put his foot on dry ground, this is what it says he built an altar. He got stones, he got rocks and he said, I'm gonna remember this moment because God has done something in our midst. And this is what we need to do. We need to build an altar for God. What was Noah saying? He was saying, I must remember this moment. See, God appeared to Abraham showing him the promised land and when he got there, he built an altar. The people of God left Egypt and are victorious in battle. And what does Moses do? Moses builds an altar. Probably my favourite one. Jacob slept on a rock. Just random. Don't you love the Bible? Use a rock as a pillow. Had a dream from God. Wakes up. He builds an altar. I'll remember what God has done in this moment in my life. See, people who have lasting change... Take moments and turn them into worship. Take moments and turn them into worship for God. I don't know if anyone here loves a good holiday. Does anyone love a good holiday? If you don't have your hand in the air right now, you're lying in the house of God. So that's, that's on you, you know, but who, who loves a good holiday? Who loves, like, bush holidays. You know, like when you go out to the mountains, hiking, all of those things. A few people, a few people, that's okay, we'll pray for you. Um, anyone like beach holidays? Give me a wave, you're my people, you are my people. Beach holidays, come on. Our family love a good beach holiday. And uh, growing up when the kids were small, you know, the kids ask if they can bring something with them as as a memory. And um, we had to kind of deal with it because our kids would just get rocks and shells and sticks and then like come to the car, like walking over like, Dad, I'm bringing this with us all the way back and just dump it in the car. And we're like, no, 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 you can't bring all of that stuff. Just choose one. Choose one little rock and, and we got smarter uh, further in parenting and uh, we decided, you know what, what's even better is every place we would go and visit, we would get a magnet. Any other parents do this because it's really easy to fit in your suitcase and in your bag and so we would get a magnet and every place we would go, uh, we, would, we would put it on the fridge. So this is Rotness Island, Western Australia, you've never heard of it. Western Australia. Um, what, where else did we go? Malulaba, give me a shout. If you love Malulaba, Queensland, come on. Pastor Linda's giving me a wave. Thailand, PP Island, come on. Yes, Lord. Everyone's like, send me for holidays. Yes. And our kids' favorite, our kids' favorite, Wet and Wild. It's like, yes, Dad, this is the best place ever. So what we would do is we would put these on our fridge and the reason for it is every time we walked past the fridge, that memory of that time with the family, we would remember, remember how we went on that crazy roller coaster. Remember that time that we ate that food? Remember what we? And what we did was we were creating memories for our family and are creating memories for our family because memories should be, be preserved in our lives. See the good things that God does, the moments in your life deserve to be preserved. The first point I want to tell you today is this, God works miracles but it's up to us to build monuments. God works miracles but it's up to us to build monuments. See many of us experience miracles in our lives. Two years ago, you were praying for a job and guess what? You're doing that job right now. And then tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're like, oh, the boss has asked me, oh, the silly boss is telling me to do this. And you're walking in the middle of what God has given you, that He has prepared for you, that He has handed you. And we need to be people that remember those moments and say, God, thank you for what you're doing. I'm grateful for all that you have done. I don't wanna take it for granted. You have performed this miracle and I'm gonna build a monument of worship to you. You have provided for my family. You have allowed me to do this. God, I will give worship to you. Don't look at the people beside you and think they have more than I do. Say, God, thank you for what you have given me. Thank you for this moment in my life because God will do miracles, but it's up to you and I to build monuments. To say, God, I'm not gonna forget this moment in my life. I'm not gonna walk past too quickly. See, Joshua understood this, telling the people in years to come, when your kids ask you, What do these stones mean, Dad? What do these mean, Mum? They can tell future generations of the miracles of God as they entered the promised land. What miracles in your life has God performed and you've just walked past? You might think it's too mundane, too small. You know, the ocean didn't part for me. God never does that for me. But what did God do in your life that you can thank Him for today? See, there's power in building a monument and telling other people about the miracles that God is performing. God says to Joshua, when you're in the middle of that miracle, take something with you. What you and I choose to do with our memories makes all the difference. Oftentimes we're unintentional. We, we don't focus specifically on the memories and the miracles of God in our life, so we just let them go by. God is saying, I don't want you to be accidental. I don't want you to be accidental. I want you to choose 12 stones. Did you notice that? I want you to choose 12 stones. Don't just kind of wander around and think, but actually think about the things that I'm doing. Think about the memories that I've performed in your life, the, the miracles that I've performed in your life. I want you to remember this moment, God works miracles, but it's up to us to build monuments. I like Joshua, I think he's pretty cool because this is what Joshua did. He got the young guys to carry these, I don't know how big they were. Bring it over, dump it down, 12 of them. So they're all standing around, all these 12 guys, young guys. got And Joshua comes over, this is Jesse's version. And he goes, all right guys, step back. And Joshua built it. He set each stone, put it in place. Every single specific memory, every testimony, every story, he wasn't accidental about it, but he built it. He asked them to step back and he constructed, he built a memorial to God. Did you know the heavy lifting in your life, you don't do it, God does it. Sometimes we get something, some favour in our lives, a promotion in our lives, and and the downfall is we can think that was just us. The truth is, if you look at your life, you're not the one that does the heavy lifting, God is. You can kind of stir it up all you want, but it's God who does the miracles, amen? Anyone know what I'm talking about? God is the one that opens doors. God is the one that provides. God is the one that able to bring a breakthrough. God is the one to heal. I can't do a miracle in my own strength, but what I can do is I can build a memorial to God. I can say, I'm not gonna forget this moment in my life. This is because of the goodness and the favour and the faithfulness of God in my life. It's because of you, God, you have done the heavy lifting, but I won't forget it. I'm gonna set up a memorial of worship to you. Be decisive with your memories. See, I mentioned earlier that we've been pastoring in Thailand for the last seven years and, and we had a rental house there and my office had this massive corkboard on the wall. I didn't put it there, it was just a rental property. And uh, people would come into my office and there'd be pieces of paper all over this wall. And uh, my wife is like OCD. Is anyone else like very ordered and very like everything has a place? You come into my office and it's like a crime scene. There's like pieces of paper all over the wall. There's like highlighted things, and people would be like, "What is this, man? Is this this is a strange kind of setup?" Uh, And they would look a bit closer. And on the top of each one of those pieces of paper, there would be a location, there will be an event, and there will be a date, and there'll be things highlighted. And what I decided to do with my office was every testimony, every breakthrough, every prophetic word that had been given to me, my family, my kids, I would write it down word for word. I would document it in a file. What was I doing? I wasn't accidental. I wasn't saying, oh, oh, well, that was, thanks, Pastor. That was nice, you know, just walk on. I got a lot on this week. I'd type it out. Why, why would you do that? Because every time I walk in that room, even when my situation didn't look good, I would hold on to the Word of God. I would hold on to what God had done in the past and say, God, you can do that again in the future. I know that you've healed people in my life. I know that you can heal my family in this season. I know you provided for me in the past. I know you're able to do it again. I didn't want any word that was from God to fall to the ground in my life. But I wanted to be intentional with every memory in my life. So when I would walk into my office, I would begin to pray in faith and say, God, you're more than able. God, you're more than able to see the Gospel advance in Canberra. God, you're more than able to reach my neighbour. God, you're more than able to provide for this person in our church that needs a miracle. Because you've done it before, you can do it again. God, you are miracle working God and I am going to be someone who lifts up your name and builds a memorial to the goodness of God in my life. Isn't that inspiring to be around other Christians that their testimony can inspire you. That when they shares something of the goodness of God, you think, goodness, if it can happen for Beck, oh baby, it can happen for me. God does miracles. You build the monuments. You've done it before. You can do it again. Refuse to let things that God has done in your life go past too quickly. See, one of the traps we can fall into is when we're going well or when we're going, we're in difficult seasons, we can forget what God has done. Maybe things are going really well, and we just kind of go, I don't even need. God, in this situation, I've got it all covered, God. You just, you know, go help someone else. I'm all good in this season. And uh, we can forget God. Or you can be in the opposite where you're in desperate need and, and you're crying out for God and you, and you need God. And I love this Psalm in Psalm 46, 42, verse six. It says, uh, David's speaking. He says, my soul is downcast within me. Who knows that's a bad week? He didn't just stub his toe, like, He's depressed, there's anxiety. I don't know what's going on, but it's a difficult day. My soul is downcast within me, therefore. Everyone say therefore. Online, say therefore. I, I couldn't hear them. Um, bad joke. Um, therefore, here it is, here it is. I will remember you. Oh, wait a sec. So when I'm downcast, I don't need to just watch another season on Netflix. Oh, okay, that didn't do the trick. When I'm downcast, I don't need to just go and ask everyone else and tell everyone else about all of my stuff. Actually, when I'm downcast, I need to remember you. Someone needs to hear that today, online or in the room. You need to remember Him. Your situation right now might be looking terrible. Maybe you can't see what's gonna happen next month or next year, but in that moment when you're feeling downcast, don't try to find the answer somewhere else. Say, God, I will remember you in the land of the Jordan. I know that you've done it in previous generations. I know there's revival in previous generations. God, let it happen today in our generation. God, stir up faith within us that we would be people that believe that you can do it again, that we wouldn't be downcast and just stay there, God, but we would remember you. I don't know if you've ever been in church and you like, worship's happening. And and, and you look down the row and someone's lifting their hands, tears in their eyes. And you're just standing there like, what is happening to them? Like, man, I wish I had that. Like, God, I can't feel you. I can't, you know, it's not happening here. Anyone else? Just me, just leaving me hanging there. That's happened to me a few times in church where I felt like, God, where are you? What are you doing? And this is what I, I think is a key to helping us is what I do in those moments in my own life is I remember the last time I had an encounter with God. I don't just wallow in my own challenge right then, but I go, God, I remember when you did this in my life. I remember the last time you spoke to me. I remember you the last time you were faithful in my life. I remember the last time that you there was a breakthrough in my family and my situation. I'm gonna choose to remember the last time God spoke to into my life and I'm gonna hang on to the Word of God. I'm gonna hang on to that prophetic word. I'm gonna declare in faith what you've done in the past. And even though I can't see you, even though I can't feel you, even though I don't know if your hand is working right now in this situation, I know that you can come through and I'm gonna worship you in this current situation. See, memories will shape you. So choose to remember the right things. Don't spend 95% of your time remembering negative memories because what you'll do is you'll carry all of that into your future. And I believe God is gonna do something in people's hearts today, in their minds today. Maybe some memories need to come down which have been taking a higher place in your life. And you need to position the testimonies of God, the faithfulness of God at the highest place in your life, if I can invite the worship team to come up, because whenever a preacher does that, you think they're going to finish soon. Um, I'm tricking you today. The second point is this: is what we choose to remember will affect our present and our future. It'll affect our present and our future. When God turns up in your life, even in the smallest way, refuse to let it go. Hang on to that. Hang on to that promise. Never forget what God has done. As I mentioned, we'd moved from Thailand to Australia 12 months ago and when we were in Thailand, uh, we'd been praying and saving for a house for a long time, um, many, many years and kind of trying to figure out how this was ever going to work. And, and when you're overseas looking at Australian property prices, does anyone else know what I'm talking about? And everyone's nodding, yes, yes, we do. Um, is the property prices were going like this. And every time you try to save a little bit more, you're like, oh, it's going even higher. Wait a second, how's this gonna work? So coming back to Sydney, we thought, you know, God, call us wherever you want. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to the most expensive property market in the nation. Yes, Lord, woo And so we're looking at houses online. (laughs) We're looking at houses online and just going, okay, we have no idea how this is gonna happen. Gotta be careful. Don't cry, Jesse. Who turned the aircon up? Um, and we wrote down six things that we prayed for. And we wrote down things that we're believing for. We Wanna be near parks, you know. Anyone else write these things down and you, you kind of go, God's got more stuff to worry about. Does anyone do that? It's like wars, it's people with nu- Like, What am I even writing this down for? But I just felt like God cares about details cares about your family, cares about every situation, your marriage, your finances, He cares. Wrote down, wanna be near parks, that'd be nice. Wanna be near family. And we wrote the, all, all these things down. We wrote the last one and I was, even I was like, this is like a bit bold. Like who writes this stuff? Wanna be near, We wanna be near the water. Like, am I being selfish? Like, like maybe if I'm a Christian, should I let someone else go to the water and I go over here? Like, what's the right thing? You know, we play these games, right near the water. We're praying for it, we've got our kids and we're believing for this. Came back to Australia and still not knowing where we're gonna live, what we're gonna be doing. And God provided every single one of those six things. And I gotta tell you this, it definitely wasn't because of our finance. God did the heavy lifting. God did the heavy lifting. And what I won't do is I won't let that moment go by and go, you know, it was my wisdom. It's because I did this and I put this. No, 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 it wasn't. It's because of Him. It's the favour of God, grace of God. And I'll choose to worship God in this moment. I'll choose to say, God, it's because of you. So the first day we got the key, for our little family held hands we prayed god we won't forget you we won't forget your goodness god let this home be a place of blessing let our neighbours hear about the goodness of God. you positioned us here for some reason. God, help us bless those around and about us. God, use us. We refuse to forget what you have done. God, we will remember your goodness. we remember your faithfulness. We'll thank you, we will thank you, we will thank you. And maybe in your life, it's not a home. Maybe you've got a home, maybe it's something else. And God is saying, don't forget what I've done in your life. Let those testimonies put faith in other people for their own testimonies in their own life. God, we will remember you and thank you for what you are doing. We wanna carry those memories into our future. And before I pray for you today, I felt that there's some people who are carrying the wrong memories. You know, you can build the right monument of worship But in the Bible, there's also times where people built a wrong monument. And God asked those to come down in their lives. So I'm gonna pray for you today. And I don't know if in your life and in your situation that you need to remember the goodness of God or maybe there's things you need to forget about and let go today. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. God, I thank you for this message today. God, let it penetrate their hearts. God, let it not be my words. God, let it not just be a story or a testimony of mine, God, but let it be your words. Let your Holy Spirit minister to people. Let them remember your goodness in their own lives. And God, I pray over their memories that they're carrying into their future. God, if the enemy has tried to steal, kill and destroy. God, I pray that the Wrong memories would fall off them today. God, that they would tear down those altars that have been built up. God, and they would build memorials of worship to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen.